Well, the Free Speech Debate Project um, was conceived of as a way to structure debate about freedom of expression. So the thought behind it was we live in an increasingly interconnected world. There are four billion people now that can access information via the internet, via mobile phones, and that there should be some sort of organized principles for people to be able to engage in that. So that was sort of the thinking behind it. And what has come out of it now is a website, indeed centered around these 10 principles that we feel help organize structured thinking and debate about freedom of expression. It's intended to be multicultural, it's multilingual, so that we can get the widest possible audience of participants. For each principle, there's a kind of long, relatively long introduction um, by Timothy Gartnash um, that kind of summarizes all the key issues in that area. And that's sort of the, the, um, the first bit of content that, that people can get to. Um, and then and then the themes in that are picked up by case studies that are basically um, if if there's a just a particular event in a country that's related to free speech. So for example, if um, as recently the Euro a European court decides that Google has to introduce the right to be forgotten, um, and that's obviously related to various principles, for example, privacy, um, but also free exchange online. We allow people to to vote on each principle, just a simple yes or no. So you know, we sort of make a statement that we, as you know, human beings, should all have the right to freely express ourselves, etc. Do you agree with this principle, yes or no? And it's just an interesting starting point for a conversation because it it, it really sort of gives us a sense of where people all over the world stand on this type of issue. And the other thing that I think that the site does well is it allows you to question the entire concept. You know, should this even be something we're talking about? Is this relevant? And you can dispute and criticize the entire concept of the website, which ironically, of course, is freedom of expression par excellence, but you should also be able to, to you know, to question that. So I like that type of engagement. That's a sort of an immediate engagement um, that's very quick. And I think that it's helpful for a lot of users because Sometimes I think people can feel a little intimidated about writing responses online and putting their name to it, and they might feel like they need to sort of have something that's very sort of coherent and thought out. And this is just sort of a way that people can kind of think about an issue and vote very quickly. So there's these different types of engagements that I think are really important for the website. Uh, when we have a particularly good comment, sometimes we pick that up and translate it um, and engage with it, get back to the comment. We always try and respond to, to good comments to encourage people to discuss it. Um, so in the beginning that was kind of the main way in which we opened up the resource, just putting it online without any barriers um, and trying to, to put it, make it available in different languages. Um, and now we're working on turning it into a resource for, um, for education and for learning um, and basically turn it into a format where it can be used in lots of different contexts, in schools, by NGOs, people who want to run workshops. Um, so that's kind of the next stage of opening it up. And indeed, openness is really sort of central to what we're trying to do. And so in addition to what Sebastian has highlighted, another thing that we're trying to do is grapple with how to make it accessible in countries and to people that might otherwise encounter barriers, things like technological challenges, different formats, tablets, phones, people who might not have 
high broadband. So there are these sort of technical components that we also consider when we think about making it as open and accessible to people. Another consideration that obviously is very sort of dear to our hearts is people being able to access it in countries that might be considered unfree or where they might have undue censorship or firewalls or things that might otherwise impede their ability to this open source. And so these are two things that are also very much in our mind as we take this project forward. From our perspective right now, we're, we're very enthusiastic about the future. We have another sort of, we have two years for us to really develop this. And I think we've had, we've had very positive feedback from the university, a lot of excitement for, our, for example, the pro-vice chancellor for education. Um, so there is a lot of encouragement and support. So we feel that we have every reason to be very enthusiastic and optimistic about the future of free speech debate.